Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. Patriots Unfiltered! Oof, I'm already tired, Paul. Just thinking about from all this stuff. Oh, I thought Just, from carrying the show. No, my back's still fine. I, I got those one yeah. of those weightlifting belts, you know. I lift things up and put them down. I love that term. Hockey sweater. Sweater. I mean, I'm a sweater guy, but I don't wear a hockey sweater. Yeah. They're a little, it's not my little thing. It's a little, little, little different kind of sweater. Yeah, so you, you got a little culture in you this weekend. Hey, now. The Frozen Four was going on in the NCAA hockey. Mm-hmm. Is it was in Boston this weekend. Mm. and Never uh, heard anything about that on the news. <laughs> if they passed on. If they pa- if they traded down out of 21, you'd feel worse than I would if they took a starting guard. I'll, I'll, I'll try my best to hide it, but. <laughs> is that what you do when that happens? Is that is that an example of you yes. trying to hide it? No, I'm saying going forward, I will. I'll be better. I hear Paul say I would agree so much, but I don't think that is correct. You're just going to college. You're going next to college year? next year as a freshman. Wow. Yeah. I'm getting my grammar corrected yeah, by your senior in high school. So <laughs> we're taking a, a, an already. analytical call on our show from a, from. <laughs> An individual that's a year older than myself. <laughs> right. Blows me away. Uh, this is Patriots Unfiltered. Fueled by Duncan. All right. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. It is Thursday here at Gillette Stadium. And a special edition of Patriots Unfiltered. It's just me and E. Scal. Yeah. Eric Scalavino. Matt's in the booth. Uh, uh, Deuce is in L.A. And Paul's yeah. on his couch. No, where, Paul. Where? I think Paul's uh, en route to some... Far off locale. Really? I think, yeah, he's he's taking advantage of the vacation time. Probably Florida, right? Doesn't he like to he go to He usually goes down that end, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's got, uh, I think he's concerned about his ability to get home because, you know, all the madness with the airlines lately. Yeah, Jeff uh, Blue in particular. Yeah. yeah. Well, as soon as I came back from the uh, owner's meetings, that stuff started to erupt. So I just slid in under the wire with yeah. that. Yeah, that's all craziness going on with travel. But, but yeah, uh, they're, they're both, uh, they're both, uh, um, on vacation still. Yeah. Okay, so it's us guys and uh, Matt, and, you know, we'll talk about whatever people want to talk about. We've got some emails coming in. Um, Derek Carr yeah. got a big deal. Josh loves Josh him, obviously. Josh is just like, yeah. yeah. I mean, that AFC West is crazy. It's it's an arms race. I, I, I'm so kind of excited just to watch AFC West games this yeah. year. Like you know how Paul always mocks the uh how, oh you know division games and primetime play them on your right, own time. Right, right. This is going to be a year where that division if they put those games in primetime they could be the most entertaining games of the year. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I am I'm, I'm I think that's going to be fantastic and you know again it's mathematically possible that all four of them could make the playoffs. Right. Depending on you know how things shake out. Now like Maybe they won't all be that good, right? You, know, you maybe, never know. Maybe somebody will tank, or right? Not tank, but you know, not be you know, hit with injuries yeah. or whatever, and and maybe they'll not be as good. But I would love it if all four of them were good all yeah. year, yeah. and like it's just a competitive like y- it comes down to the very end. And like, could you imagine? Like a lot of times we have week eighteen, week seventeen, whatever the last week of the season. There's usually a, f- a game that's flexed at night because. It's a division game, and the winner either get you know wins the division, gets in the playoffs, and the loser goes home. You know, it's an it's an important high stakes game. What if there are two of those games in that division in week seventeen, week eighteen, where like all four of them are competing to right. win the division? Sure, in week, like yeah. it could be chaos. Well, that's the NFL's dream. Um, but yeah, I I remember back in the day when you know I 
kind of like the Denver Broncos. And no matter how good, <laughs> kind of, no matter how good they were, or how bad the Raiders were, or how good or bad the Chiefs, they always gave each other a game. Like you never knew what was going to happen. You know, they'd put on a Denver Bronco Monday night game against the Raiders, and the Raiders would stink that year, and it would be a great game. Yeah, you know. Um, so yeah, I'm Paul with his division thing. I they can be good games, you know. They yeah, can be, I mean, look at look what the Jets. The Jets give the Patriots games. Well, you know, off and on, off and on. You know, when even when you know the Jets were terrible, right? But you know? these are these are potentially. Oh yeah, you know, like these are these are legitimate playoff contenders with talented rosters. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah. So we'll, you know, we'll see about that. Um, you know what? Otherwise, it's it's pretty quiet. Yeah. You know, I know you guys talked about the Dwayne Haskins thing mm. last Tuesday. Yeah. Um, you know, that was kind of came out of nowhere. And really, yeah, it's really just tragic. Um, I'm trying to think, like you know, other big NFL news. There not, really isn't. Not, not right now. Not at the there moment. There really isn't. We're we're kind of like the calm before the draft. Storm. Yeah, draft is coming you know? up. We did get the OTA schedules. I don't know yeah. if we're allowed to say that, but um, well, know. we got uh, we know the dates of yeah. all of the yeah. tr- uh, spring practices, right? And I think internally we might have gotten. Yeah, I can tell you. You know, um, mini camp will be June seventh through ninth. Right. Those yeah. are those were already announced. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of stuff. So, and those we have access to all three days of those. Yep. And then there's I think th- I counted thirteen. Practices where we'll have access. And we'll let, no, no, oh, no. Thirteen practices in the spring, and I think we usually get roughly half of that, maybe a little less than half of that, is yeah. available to the media. So you're looking at five or six maybe days, including those three uh, mini camp days, where we're, we'll be able to go and see practice, and uh, those should make for some fun shows. Th- those days, yeah, absolutely. Kind of, it's kind of warm ups for us for you know covering the team, you know. Be- Mini camp is like a mini training camp. Yep. You know, so you get to try things out for mini camp that you'll then be doing in training camp. Mm-hmm. So looking forward to that. And of course, you mentioned the draft. Yep. That's that's going to be huge. I I uh, I've come to the I've come to accept Fred that they're going to trade down from twenty one. And I said this on Tuesday. I'm hoping I'm wrong, obviously, because I want them to make a pick because. More so than ever, I think the talent gap between them and a lot of these other teams in the AFC is just too big. And I don't think you can waste your time fiddling around and shuffling cards and saying, oh, we need to get value. Like, that was great when you had Brady and you knew you were going to be, you know, default AFC championship game participant every year. You can't do that anymore. And you gotta you got to make up the ground quickly as quickly as possible. So I'd prefer it if they make the pick. But I'm resigned to the fact that they're going to get there. Yeah, what if the they make they the pick and it's a guard? Well, well, <laughs> I, you know what? I mean, I, he would explode. He would pull one of my hissy You're pointing fits. to Paul seat. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I'd be at least happy. Like, if it's a Zion Johnson, yeah. local guy, he's kind of a, you know, big big product, I would be fine with that. Yeah. As long as they make a pick and try to add some talent. I'd My personal preference is for a cornerback. Yeah. I don't know if you've come to any conclusion. Do you have your hour lads yet? Or, I, I or no? no, but I I – Printed out the beast. Yes, uh, Dane Brugler's uh, thing. So I've, I've just started reading it. I'm through the quarterbacks and the running backs, and I'm just starting on the wide receivers now. So whose uh, whose opinion do you value more, Brugler's or the the uh, Owlers? I kind of I kind of mesh it together. I see I like 
like right now, so I'll go through Brugler's thing and I'll like circle guys. Okay, this guy intrigues me. Yeah. And then I'll go look at, you know, whatever I can find ter- in terms of highlights of the player. And, but then I'll see what Arlad says and I'll kind of mesh the two. Well, first you have to see if Arlad has the guy listed. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, and I'll, I'll try to, I'll, I'll mesh it and see like where's the overlap. Like, yeah. Are they saying the same thing or is one saying something completely different? And I'll look, then I'll look at the tape and see, okay, why are they saying that? You know, um, and then I'll that then I'll come up with the conclusion that Justin Jefferson is a good wide receiver, <laughs> and I'll be right. Um, <laughs> well, you know, blind squirrel. I've sure, um, you know, but I like I said, I just started on the wide receivers, and that's that's you know, that's a position of need in my opinion. Oh, sure. And then cornerback will be another one that I'll I'll do a deep dive into. Um, you know, quarterbacks. I you know I kind of just went through yeah. you know some of the like you know the top guy with the small hands and, yeah. and all that stuff. Uh, actually, now that you mentioned quarterbacks, there was some minor Patriots-related news uh, regarding a local quarterback, E.J. Perry, the kid from Andover who's played for Boston College and Brown in his career. Um, I believe he has an official visit with the Pats. Okay. Uh, now, again, he's not considered a first-round pick or anything like that. So, you know, and, and those those visits, those official those 30 visits that each team gets with draft prospects aren't necessarily and usually aren't an indication that the team wants to draft that player. No. It might mean that they want to do more in-depth interviewing with the guy or maybe work him out a little bit. I'm not sure if that's technically under the rules plausible, but um, they just maybe want more information either to confirm one way or the other what they were thinking about the guy. Yep. And – but it is interesting that he's, I think, right now projected to be a day three pick. So it it wouldn't stun me if they pick a quarterback somewhere in the draft. And, you yeah. know, a guy like him with local roots would be a great story. Yeah, I, I don't know in particular Perry, but, you know, sometimes they've brought guys in who are on a team that have other players that the Patriots are interested in, and they say – you know, while they're working exactly. them out, how do you, you know, how, how do right. you work with so-and-so? Pick their know? brain for right. other info. Yeah, so every every guy is an opportunity for information, and it may not always be about uh, that guy. I know, and that, <laughs> that would suck if, they, if you, like, you're the guy and you get there and you're like, oh, the Patriots are interested. Right. They get there and all they do is, all they do is talk about my teammate yeah. for two hours. Right. I'm sure they're, they're more tactful than that. But, yeah. But, yeah, they're, they're looking to get information any way and from anyone they can. The, the other know? thing you said a moment ago that uh, – I, I want to bring up because I think it's important, especially this time of year when people are so, and by people I mean you know fans in particular, who are so just eager for mock drafts and, and any sort of news scraps about who's visiting and this and that. You said a lot of times you look at your two sources, your beast and your hour lads, right. and you try to see if there's any overlap or if they're completely contradicting one another. I find more times than I care to remember that I'll look at a player, I'll read his little bio from one source, and it'll say something like, you know, very fluid through the hips, like talking about cornerbacks or something, you know, great, uh, great recovery speed, tough against the run. And then I'll read the same guy's bio from another thing, and it'll say tight hips, you know, poor recovery speed, doesn't right. support the run very well. And I'm thinking, you guys looking at the same person? Right. Like so, it's or, or each one looked at one game, and in I, one game he played well, and another game, right. and so it's unfair to the player, and 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 it's buyer beware in terms in terms of the consumer, you know, right? Like, 
you got to be sure that the people that you're reading watched everything. Right. And that's hard to do. And, you know, back in the day when it was just Mel Kuyper who had, you know, the cottage industry of, you know, draft preview stuff, like he would literally spend all year. Right. Even in the off season of college football, that's all he did was look at players, college yeah. players. Yeah. And, and he actually took the time. A lot of these guys who are writing for these draft sites aren't doing this all year. Right. They're probably really looking up highlights on the internet like anybody in the audience could do yeah. and coming up with their own little thing. Right. And it just like anybody else could do. Right. So you really have to take you know, what you read and what you see with a little bit of skepticism. You do. Healthy I, skepticism. I think the best thing is, you know, looking at their tape themselves and, you know. Right. Form your own opinion. Form your own opinion. But but just keep in mind what you're seeing on YouTube or whatever is probably all their best stuff. Yeah. You know, so, I'm sh you know, they also do things wrong as well. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, a, it's just a blend. But, you know, I'm looking at starting to look at the wide receivers and uh, – you know the top guy from Ohio State. Mm. You know he's really only played, um, you know, one year where he had that big year last year, right? I Wait, th uh, which position are you talking? The wide receiver? Yeah. Uh, you talking about Olave or the other guy? No, the other guy. Uh, oh, what's his name? Yeah, his name's escaping me. Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, he a, a lot of projections. He's going to be the number one wide receiver off the yeah, board. Yeah, he could be. Yeah. You know, now in terms of ranking, you know, Williams is regarded as the second guy. Mm. But, I mean, he had his injury in January. I know. You know, know. he's not going to be available until deep into the season, I think, right? And, but even even if he's available earlier in the season, he's not going to be yeah. the, the player that he was before the injury. Right. It'll probably be at least a year from now before he's that way. And if you look at, he's only played one year. Really? Yeah, a lot of them, especially at that program, yeah. where the depth chart is so yeah. loaded that you don't have a chance to play until you're a senior but, but, or you know, whatever he, later in your career. Right. But. So, you know, but that, that year was huge. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So take advantage of it. Right. right. So I, you know, it's 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 tough. It's it's um, but I ha I need to look a little deeper in the wide yeah. receiver. Like I just said, I just started. And I'm sure there will be somebody that really catches my eye. Um, <laughs> And you know, I'll I'll You'll fall in love. I'll like, fall like in love Andy with the, yeah, I'll fall in love with the guy. Yeah. The other thing I I find fascinating about the draft, uh, the pre-draft process itself, is like if NFL teams were were better at like like if their success rate with with the draft, by and large, was somewhere in the neighborhood of like you know eighty or ninety percent. Like, more often than not, the work they do results in making a pick that works for them and the guy sticks around. Like, if the success rate were much higher for NFL teams, I'd be more willing to say, you know, oh, guys who worked in that industry that, you know, they know what they're talking about. You can really rely on that. It almost seems like for everybody, whether you're a professional, whether you're in the media, whether you're just a fan, looking at a guy's tape it's damn near impossible to tell whether or not the guy's going to be a good NFL player or not. It's hard. It's you hard. know, yeah. even if your job is to be a professional scout for a team in the NFL, these guys get it wrong so often. Yeah, with a player, like you, it makes you wonder, like, why is it so complicated? Because they're human beings. You Ooh, know, the players not, or the, the, the players. The players. Yeah, they're human beings, and you don't know how they're going to, you know, react to all that money. 
Yeah. All that pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, their teammates, the competition. You know, you're you're in college and you're the best guy out there, and then you come to the pros and everybody's a superstar. Right. You know, everybody won the Buckus Award or the right. You know, this, that, and the other award. You know, they're well, all all this and all that. And it's like a funnel because yeah. in, in high school you were the best guy right. from your peewee team or your yeah. your pop warner team and then in college you were the best guy from your high school and you know the strongest survived there and so it's like you you funnel sure. your way down that's yeah. why so few of them make it right and and so now you know it's all those things you can't predict how the player is going to react to that yeah it's a, it's i just find that aspect of it more fascinating than you know who's going to pick what yeah. and where and, and all that stuff because yeah and nobody then, knows and really. then you know these scouts or you know the talent evaluates evaluators have their own biases yeah intentional or unintentional where you know they had success with a certain type and so they gravitate toward mm-hmm. that type of player and you know they need to broaden you know their you know their their frame of reference a little bit yeah. and it's hard to do because you, you go with what you know and uh you know sometimes you got to change up a little bit mm. and so I, I, you know, I was watching the Patriots uh, behind the scenes scouting. It was on Patriots.com. I think we posted it a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And what impressed me, or what struck me, was we have a lot of young people in our personnel department. Oh yeah, you know, yep. Matt Grow and and all in Marshall Oakham and all those guys. These are young guys. Oh yeah, and I think that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing. I think you know. They're they're more tuned into the the newest technology and evaluation methods and you know now you lose the experience mm-hmm. obviously but mm-hmm. but I I kind of like having these young guys with Belichick who's got the experience that yeah. he can impart onto them but you know coming in with fresh outlooks. Do you think that it helped? And, and Patricia, by the way, sure. Do you think it? I'm just. That sparked something in me now that I'm trying to I'm trying to uh, analyze. Do you think the younger scouts have an advantage in scouting players who are basically contemporaries of them, as opposed to a guy who's been in the league for decades and is like well, looking at them as like, oh, this is my son or my grandson? Like, listen, age? I think th- I think there's give and take, but I think the young guys are closer to the modern athlete, yeah. you know, to these young and closer to the pro, you know, they, most of these guys played, you know, even, even if it was at a lower level, co- mm. they played college football more recently. Right. So they know what the, these kids are going through and all that stuff. And I think, I think that's a positive. I think that's something you can, you can, you can build on, um, you know, having, having that just fresh outlook. Yeah. I wonder too, because like we've all played youth sports or high school sports. We've all played sports at some level. And generally, the best evaluators of the talent are the players themselves. Oh, yeah. Like, the play, the kids know, you know oh, who's the best kid out there. This kid's good. Right? Yeah. Like, even in the schoolyard when you're picking, yeah. you know, in gym class, everybody knows who the best athletes are. Right. Like, it's easy for the kids to, to decipher that mystery of who's the best player out there. Right. Right? So, it's almost like to your point about the young scouts, like maybe they, they understand more because they they're closer that. to it. They're like, they know who's, they know that. They know who's good. I, I, but I think that's just the beginning as we've talked about, you know, knowing who the best player is, is just the start of it. Yeah. Who's going to be the best teammate. Right. Who's going to, who's yeah. going to deal Mental with all the stuff and, that a pro yeah. has to deal with best. And right. that goes beyond just their ability, you mm-hmm. know, and those are the things that make it tough. You know, if all you had to say was who's the best athlete, yeah. I think, I think the scorecards would go way up for these scouts, right? You know, but there's a hell of a lot more to it, right? Because you, know? you get the guy who's a talented player, 
but he's kind of lazy and he gets his big right. contract and all of a sudden eh. doesn't like to be told to do. Yeah. He's not coachable. Right. He's not this. He's mm-hmm. not that. And then you get into the injury stuff. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. so that's what makes it. They're human beings. Right. They're they're not just you know athletic robots. Right. The fame gets to the head sometimes. Yeah. For some of them, it yeah. does. And and so that's that's what makes it you know really difficult. Eight five five Pats five hundred is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Eight five five Pats five hundred. Web radio at patriots.com is the email address. I know it's off season. Uh, just so, uh, just to give an update on some of the content I've been absorbing. Uh, watched uh, Spider Man oh. um, No <laughs> Way Home. I thought you were talking about our stuff. <laughs> eh, it was okay. Great visual effects. Just a little bit too much going on for me. Started Severance. Yeah, you were telling me about oh, this before. Man, I'm into eight episodes in. I can't wait to finish it. It sounds creepy. It's really creepy, but it's really good. Whose uh, idea, Brainchild, was it? Uh, ben Stiller. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, you don't think of him as like a sci-fi person. No, he, he's he's a talented guy. I mean, you think of him from Dodgeball and It's all not that. funny, right? There's this this funny moments in it, but, but it's, it's not, not funny. It's not a comedy. It's a, it's a sci-fi thriller. Oh, wow. It's a sci-fi thriller. Yeah. He's not in it though. He's no, the, he's not in he's it. He's the producer or whatever. Yeah, the producer. I, I don't know. Showrunner. Yeah. He. But uh, it's 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 worth a watch, folks. I would. I, and that's on the Apple TV. Apple. Uh, yeah, it's on Apple. Uh, high, highly recommended. I know. Uh, uh, what's his name? I don't know. Who? Never mind. We, well, we have a lot of people on the show that love uh, content that listen to the show. Oh, sure. Yeah. That's why they listen. They love the content. Yeah. So. If anyone wants to uh, chime in on this episode, what about, are you binging? Like that's that, that's yeah, what, a question for today. What are you what, binging, what are you binging nowadays? Yeah, yep. So movies, shows doesn't matter. Anything. But Severance series, se- it kept popping up on my Twitter. Like, oh, this is great. Severance. And I was so, like, oh, oh, I got to start this, and I'm so glad I did. Uh, do you know what the name, the title means? Like, does have yeah, they, I do. They they kind so of you basically sever all your memories when you come to work through mm-hmm. this. Uh, procedure okay and then when you and when you go home everything you know about work is severed so it's like you're like two literally well you're two different people with a whole different set of memories you know so the day you get to this new company and they do the procedure it's like you're born into this company and that's all you know Oh, that's free and that's all you know wow you know so you're like a child being every day you're learning something new in this new life, <laughs> it almost it, it almost sounds like being a coach in football. Yeah, <laughs> you come to this building and that's all yeah. you know, and then you go home and you have no idea. You know you work for Lumen, but you have no idea what you do there. Who your that's the name of the company. Yeah, you have no idea who your co-workers are. You have no idea who they are. Mm-hmm. It's it's it, and it's a well thought out, you know, uh, premise. Premise. Yeah. So and. You learn a little bit more with the, every episode. It's it's really, really good. Oh. All right, 855-PATS-500 is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Web radio at patriots.com is the email address. Uh, phones are heating up, so let's go over to them. Comrex is stacked. Yeah, we'll start with Melvin in Tennessee. What's up, Melvin? What's up, y'all? What's going on? Hey. Sweet kid. Hey, I got a question. Really, most about Trevor Lawrence, right? I mean, the Jazz. So if you have an athlete like that, you search so long to find, like, a good quarterback. Um, but the organization is just a mess, right? Obviously, I think it even going even worse than he could have originally imagined that 
they're just all over the place. Wouldn't you already be somewhat like checked out with wanting to stay there and sitting up watching somebody like uh, let's say Matthew Stafford? Like I, I've been somewhere and I don't want to like I want to say waste my career, but you know, resign there and be wasting away good years I could be playing um, with sometimes organizations that just not ready. Do you feel like he's somewhat, I, was, I guess, checked out? But it, this year coming up would be really important for, I will feel like me, if I just would feel like I would want to get out of here. Yeah. I don't know what yeah, they're yeah. telling him, you know, and like what's going on behind the scenes. Like, um, you know, they're making changes over there. Uh, so I don't know what that, what they're telling him, like, you know, stick in there, it's going to be all right. Or if, like you said, he's he's completely checked out. But, you know, I, I think he's got he's to put his best face forward because even if he does want to leave, he doesn't want to be thought of in his third, you know, coming up into his third year of, of a malcontent, like this young kid who's already, like, pissed off and wants to go somewhere Trevor else. Trevor Lawrence? Yeah. This is only his second year. No, he wasn't drafted last year. Yes, he was. Oh, he was. Oh, that's he was the top overall pick. Okay, so he's going into his second year, right? Yeah. Um, wh- why do I think that Mac Jones was in a different draft? No, he was just further down. Yeah, I know that, but okay, so he's going into his second year. So re- regardless, like this early in his career, he doesn't want to be looked at as someone who's like, I want out already. Right. You and, know, and I mean, it's only been one season. Like there yeah. have been plenty. Like. Like, did you would you have had the same concern about Peyton Manning after his first year in Indianapolis when well, he went three and thirteen? But not Peyton, but like, well, why not? But no, but Eli, I remember when he got drafted, he didn't want to be where he got drafted. Like, he took a lot of criticism. That's yeah, you know? right. That's you know? true. But I'm I'm just going by like, just because a rookie quarterback starts and has a horrible rookie season right doesn't mean he's like giving up on life no in the NFL. no but i think to melvin's point like i don't think the colts were in such disarray as the jaguars were right you know like the like the the, 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 the uh, what well, was kind of were they well, were a, they were a woebegone franchise they, for a well, long well they time. weren't winning but they had bill polian they had they had a good structure around yeah you know around peyton manning well and maybe for Lawrence, you know, the hiring, the, the, you know, shedding the, the dead weight that was uh, Urban Meyer is going to be good for him because now you've got a former NFL quarterback who's a former Super Bowl winning coach. No, that's what I mean. To, like To come in they, and sort of shepherd you. Yeah, they've made changes. So, like, I, I, would, I, I don't know what they're saying to him, you know, behind closed door. Like, hey, Trevor, we admit that last year was a was a disaster. I think that's the whole point yeah. of hiring right. uh, Peterson. Right. And to try to inspire him to say, hey, look, don't give up. We're yeah. still going to. So, if I was him, I wouldn't, right. I wouldn't be wanting. I wouldn't be like, I want to be traded. I wouldn't be doing that. Right. I would be, you know, being the best teammate in player for that team I possibly could you know company guy and see where this thing goes right. you know because um, yeah. I think it would it wouldn't be good for him to have that reputation so early right you know yeah I, it's, it's important for him like you already said about Peterson you, you, any player you have to have some type of faith in your coach obviously. right you're just going out there with you know with what happened last year it's just like this is really bad like they have to hit on this Peterson deal you know, because if that doesn't go happen, I mean, we're just now I'm gonna get three coaches in three years. I mean, like, what's yeah. going on? Here? Right. Well, that's well, not good either. Listen, you know, we talk about um, 
coaches who didn't do that well the first time around. So obviously Peterson won a Super Bowl, so he didn't yeah. do that bad. But I think that the second time around, you get so much better, you know, as a coach in the NFL. And I think that, you know, Peterson's going to come. And if you don't, you don't get a third shot. Right. <laughs> but Peterson's going to come to this with stuff that he learned, things that he did wrong, things that he did well. And he, I think, you know, he's going to build on that. And Oh, and spe- uh, you're right. And I sorry Thanks, to cut, Melvin, sorry I, to cut yeah. you off, but yeah. you just reminded me of something that was in all the clips today that I was reading about. I guess Josh did a uh, sort of media availability where he was adamant that in Vegas, I am not establishing the new Patriot way here in Las Vegas. Right. We're going to do things a different way, but we're going to do right. it our way, which is completely opposite of what he did when he got to Denver Yeah, all those years ago. Where he was like wearing the hoodie with the sleeves cut off, he was twirling the whistle. I know, like he was doing everything to try to mimic Bill, except like imitate his voice. And I think he's really making an effort now to be Josh McDaniels, not yeah. to be Bill Belichick. So yeah, uh, that just reminded me of that something else that was getting a lot of attention today. Yep. So I mean, now what does that really mean? You know, I'm sure like he's not gonna just do the opposite just to do the opposite i'm sure there's going to be a lot of things the patriots no. did that he will well, do but sure but i mean look he brought all these people with him from the Patriots. but he so wants to get away he, he I, and he should you know like he wants to create his own right and i think you know. when he was i forgot how old he was at the time but he's like what is he like 45 ish around there now yeah and in 2009 when he got the broncos job look he was only in his 30s early 30s like yeah. he's grown over the past decade or more, as a coach, as a person, he's probably more comfortable in his own skin. He knows who he is. When when he was when you're that young, like think about when you were that age, and uh, like if you were put in charge of everything in your company at that point, like you don't have the institutional knowledge, you don't have the professional skills, right? You 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 haven't developed as a person much. Like I, I think you're right about guys in their second chances coaches you either learn from it and get better or you're, you're right not gonna, you're not cut not cut out for it at all yeah like urban meyer it, well, you know, yeah he, he didn't learn like in no. florida it, like he did okay in ohio state but yeah didn't seem like he learned much from the experience in florida yeah you know and uh and certainly he was a disaster in jacksonville you know i yeah. I, I think he's got mental problems honestly well he's I, yeah. it, it, it f- it sounds like from the reports when when that all that stuff went down last year and a lot of his assistants were sort of leaking out yeah. what was going on. It sounded like he was an egomaniac. Well, I, I yeah, I just don't. Who I, was like, you know, it's all about me. I'm right. the reason why. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. relax. The buck doesn't stop there. He's yeah. he's more than willing to throw people under the bus. So that's not a guy you want to work for. Didn't sound you know, like you, it. Yeah, you, you know, he's gonna. Right. He's not. He's not. He doesn't have your back, basically. Um. Yeah, so you know, I, I I get what Melvin's saying, but I I think Trevor Lawrence needs to be a good soldier for now. Absolutely, you know. Yeah, and and listen, he the team recognized there were problems, and, and so they that's addressed a, them. and that's right. a good thing. Yeah, you know, if you're a player, like okay, they agree with me, right? Like it's not us, it's them. But I yeah. do agree that it, this is a big year for him for all these second year quarterbacks, sure. especially the ones like Mac, yeah. and him who actually got to start and play a lot last year. Yep. What do you do now in this yeah. this second year? What You've did got you a learn? Full off season. What did you learn? Right. Yep. Uh, let's go to Brett in Austin. What's up? Oh, uh, Brett's gone. Uh, how about Spee and Fresno? What's up, Spee? 
What is going on, Jake Steele and, uh, and Prince Everything? Yeah, uh, there we go. Hey, uh, let me apologize to you, Spee. I teased the other day that I was going to read your poem, and I never got to it. I apologize. <laughs> Don't worry, neither did Fred. <laughs> <laughs> well, I made a promise, and I did. We, we call Eric Paul Bunyan because <laughs> he's the cutter down of trees. <laughs> I recycle like crazy, though. <laughs> it makes up for it. It does. Uh, <laughs> Fred, I'm stoked that you uh, mentioned Severance. Um, my friend works on that. She does graphic design on that show. There you and, go. Um, I haven't watched it yet, but I'm going to do it now that you mentioned it. Um, but yeah, apparently there's this, this cool climactic scene with a computer screen that he did. So keep your eyes peeled for that. He sounds pretty cool. Oh, nice. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I got some language bugaboos. Oh, this um, has legs. I love it. <laughs> we talked about that a lot on Tuesday, too, Fred. Okay. It's, yeah, it's a universally, a universal topic. Um, you know, just a couple, like some housekeeping. Um, you know, Paul had said that irregardless is not a word. Unfortunately, it is a word. It just means regardless. It's just, it's, it's kind of like flammable and inflammable, how they mean the same thing. Yeah. So, yeah, but stupid. It, it, it does mean the same thing. And But it, is it in the dictionary as a word? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's a word. Wow. Okay. Well, I don't like it yeah, when people like use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I look down on people. Yeah. Who use <laughs> I snub my nose at people who do that. Yeah. That's funny because that's th their intent is to like be able to think that they're bigger than you, that they're better than you, and they're just doing the, they're yeah. messing it up. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, and like, and and uh, Brian had called in about resiliency, and the same is true of relevancy as opposed to relevance. It's another one uh -huh. where it's just like, why do you add the syllable? It's just yeah. It's, it's like you're just trying to be pompous. Yeah. 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 But the, the two main ones I had to call in about were, um, first of all, overuse and incorrect use of sorry. And I think that, sorry about the gender stereotypes here, but I think men and women do it different. Women overuse sorry, like, apologetically, uh, when they, they have nothing to apologize for. And men, and Paul does this a good amount, um, so we all do it, I do it, uh, is uh, when you're just like, you're, you're, you're making a point, and then you're like, I'm sorry, but... And you're not sorry. Yeah, right, you're, you're just, not. You're just, you're, you're, you're just asserting <laughs> right. your point right. and faking it like yep. being delicate about it. Yeah, right. That's that's a good one. Yeah. I like that. And, and the other one I got before I hop off is, uh, and I don't know if you agree with it, because Christian had brought up uh, when at the end of a sentence, somebody says like, right, right, at the end of it. Uh -huh. Yeah. Which uh -huh. that made me think of, that made me think of the sort of other side of it. When you say something to somebody, whether it's an opinion or a fact, and they respond to you by being like, right. Or as Paul says all the time, correct. Like, what, like what, did I pass your like, analytic litmus test? Right. I don't really understand what I'm right. right. Who are you <laughs> to be telling me that I was the one? I came up with the right answer? Correct, Spee. What, what do you mean? It, well, like, Paul <laughs> likes to validate, you know, what... Yeah. Well, what yes. what Eric says, I completely agree with. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank I feel you. better about myself yeah, thank now. You. Yeah. <laughs> the other one that you just made me think of... The other one you just made me think of, Spee, is when people start a, a point with, you know, to be honest. Right. Does, why that, imply that, does that imply that you normally aren't honest right. with me? Why wouldn't you be yeah, honest? Why wouldn't you be? I assume you're always going to so, be honest so with me. So if you don't start your sentence with that, I can yeah. assume you're not being honest. <laughs> right. 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 Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, anyway, that's, that's what I got. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll float the poem one more time and see if it makes it through the system. But, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Sounds good, Spee. Thanks. On a day like today, we could use Yeah. Um, let's see, Shrisa, uh, Shrisha from Bangalore writes in. What's up, Shrisha? Sounds like a fun place. Hey, 
Matt, uh, can you hear me? We Hi? can't hear you. Okay. Uh, you're talking about uh, Severance, I think. That's the name of the show that you're Severance, watching. yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, uh, it really reminds me of a, a movie called Paycheck. I don't know if you've seen... It's a Ben Affleck movie. A Ben Affleck and movie? It's kind of like a uh, similar uh, 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 plot line. Basically, yeah. he goes to work in a company and to protect the intellectual property of the company, he gets injected with something to his brain. Hmm. And when he leaves the company, it wipes everything that he had worked on. and, and, and What's the name? I think I saw that. What, what was the name of that again, Shreesha? Uh, Paycheck. Basic? Basic. With uh, uh, Ben Affleck? At the end of a month, you get a paycheck. Huh. Oh, okay. Maybe I But, okay. That sounds uh, good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very old movie. It's like 2003. Okay. Oh, two, okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it reminded, reminded me of that. Uh, it's also like a kind of like sci-fi Thing. Yeah, uh, he ends up finding out that uh, his job there was to build a machine that could see into the future. I, I vaguely, I might have mm. seen that. I vaguely kind of remember that, but uh, I'll have to check yeah. it out again. And he actually, uh, before before they wipe his memory, he sends clues to himself, right, uh, in right. the future. Yeah, yeah and right. uh, to escape from getting killed. Well, well, and then that reminds me of that great movie. I think it was called Memento, um, where yeah. every day this guy wakes up and he can't remember anything from the day before, so he has to keep writing these notes to himself, and basically yeah. he has to start over every day, reading these notes to see where he left off. And it's it's a really yeah. it's a well done movie. Who's in that? I I, I don't even know. It was, it's a very old movie. Yeah, that's a very old movie. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks, Risha. Appreciate the uh, input. Uh, let's go to uh, Enrique in Monterey. What's up? Hello, Enrique. Hola. Ben Affleck movie's called Paycheck. Pay- Paycheck. Paycheck. Yeah. Paycheck. I think I did see that. Is Enrique from Monterey, Mexico there? No. Oh boy. Try again, okay. Enrique. All right. Sorry about that. All right. Um, yeah, a lot of emails coming in. Uh, Jack. From uh, Ann Arbor mm-hmm. tells us it's uh, Paycheck is okay. the name of the movie. Okay. I, I think I do remember seeing that, but I'd the, have to go and re- you know the Benefleck. Benefleck, yeah. Uh, lots of emails coming in. So read some. Lots of emails. Read some. Oh my goodness, what is going on? What here? are they writing in about? All kinds of things. Streaming. Um, binging. Binging. Oh, just words and draft and. Right. Uh, Brian in Ireland, massive Patriots fan. Uh, love all the work you do, even Eric. Uh, just wondering uh-huh. how ye produce the words monkey and don- donkey, even though both are spelled the same except yeah. the first letter, but pronounced totally different. Yeah, yeah monkey and, and donkey. donkey. Yeah, the, it, that's the English language in a nutshell. Like, yeah. There are so many words that are spelled the same that don't sound at all alike. Yeah. And why isn't it yeah. monkey and donkey yeah, or, or donkey and monkey? Monkey and donkey. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, but I, yeah. we, we pronounce them differently, right? Or yes. at least I do. I oh, don't yeah. know if you do it. No. Right? no. It, it could be donkey because you like adding syllables. No, no. You are correct, Fred. Yeah. Um, let's see. Who else? Trying to get, get speed mad. Uh, Aaron writes in. 
love the off-season talk. Um, I, I sometimes find myself getting annoyed when you go back to football, <laughs> especially the grammar talk. On Tuesday, you guys spoke about the most popular athletes. Sakeen Tendulkar, the Indian cricketer, was and still is treated as a god. So was that a topic you guys were talking about? Uh Oh, at the end of the show, we kind of were like, uh, somebody wrote in and asked us who is the most beloved athlete of all time. Okay. And I said, I thought it was Jordan. Could be. Yeah. And plus, because he's, you know, worldwide, he's got the transcendental, uh, uh, you know, transcended sports. Yeah. And everybody knew who he was. And you know, we kind of agreed that maybe some of the soccer players yeah. nowadays like, have that. Yeah. If, like if you're in Europe, you ask the same question. It, it might be a different maybe answer. Maybe somebody but completely different. Yeah. Right. You know, it could... Like if you're in Brazil, it's Pele, right? Yeah, that's, I right? brought up his name too. You yep. know? Mm-hmm. Uh, also, just wondering your thoughts on if you can technically have a wrong opinion or not. If an opinion is subjective, for example, I think this or I believe that, as opposed to them being objective, stating that this is or that, uh, a buddy and I had a week-long debate over it with him saying a subjective opinion can be wrong. Cheers, guys. Enjoy the Easter celebration. Well, there's a difference between opinions and fact. You know, mm-hmm. we breathe air. Oh, m- yeah. in my opinion, we don't. <laughs> okay, well, you're wrong. You're wrong. Yeah. I mean, that's no longer, yeah. an, that's just a misstating of, of a fact. Right. You know, right. so that's where I think it's different. But I, I, like, no, if it's a subjective thing, that's the definition. It's subjective. Right. There cannot be a, a true right or wrong, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, Matt, if I think that severance is good, that's my opinion. Right. But, like, <laughs> if you had said Batman was bad, Matt Morell would say that's completely right. wrong. That's a fact, <laughs> and it's good. But, but, you know, we all know that that's not, you know, that's that's the definition of subjective that is that there is subjectivity yeah, to it. Right. You know? So I think that whoever argued that opinions can't be right or wrong was correct. That's my opinion. So you're saying you're ending <laughs> with correct. Yeah, that's my opinion. Uh, but it's a good one. It's a good debate. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, let's see. Let's see. want to keep on the subject. 855-PATS-500. Yeah. If you want to call in. But Matt's yeah. going to get lunch right now, I think. Oh, good. Um, this one is from Scott in Charleston, South Carolina. As a Patriot fan, I often focus too much on my team and not on our competitors. What are some key things the Patriots do differently than other NFL franchises? Some of the things that come to mind are our week-to-week deep game planning. Mm, There are some coaches out there that kind of do the same. Yeah, but I've heard enough from players that say that, you know, that's what Bill does is amazing. And I think, you know, because of what he wants to do from week to week is why he always likes guys who are versatile. Yeah. Because he wants to change it up depending on another team's, mm. you know, strengths or weaknesses. Whereas I think there are some teams with really, you know, great rosters where it's like, I don't care what right. they do. We're, we do what like, we do. Like, you know, yeah. in, you know, back in the old days, like the 85 Bears defense. Yeah. I don't think that was a game plan defense. Right. I think they were just so good that right. it's like – we're just going to stop you. And the scheme was so revolutionary at the time that yeah. teams didn't know what to do. Yeah. Then he also mentions our complex playbook. Now, here again, to me, that was all because of Tom Brady. Tom Brady allowed you to have a complex playbook, you know, and it was built up over 20 years. I think 
the playbook, you know, even though the system might have been the same, the playbook when Tom Brady was in year one of his playing was not as complex as it became in year 15. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And, you do, you know, you, you have to cater to the people you have on your team. You can't, like, just assume guys can do things where when they can't. Yeah. You know? So that's kind of a little mythical. You know, like, now I don't think our playbook's that complex. I, I don't. Well, it, can, it couldn't be last year because of right. who was they had the, a, the quarterback. They had to, like, yeah. you know. Um, Pare it our, down a little bit. Our aversion to hiring expensive talent. Um. Well, I mean, for a long time, Cincinnati had that reputation too. Yep, they didn't want to spend money on players, but you know, like so. Yes, the the Patriots aren't always the flashiest term and team in terms of, you know, signing the big free agents. They have done that in the past. Yeah, there's always exceptions to that, but you know, you go back to Pioli, and you know, he he was a little bit more out there talking about their philosophies, and mm-hmm. he said, you know, we we like to build a strong middle class. Yeah, you know. Um, now, you know, now people are like so caught up in what the Rams are doing and the AFC West in general mm-hmm. and, you know, the spending spree that they're doing um, that, you know, maybe the Patriots need to like, you know, change up a little bit and, you know, look ahead and know that, yeah, these the salary cap is going up. We know it's mm-hmm. going to go up and in, in two years. It's going to be 40 million now than it is now. So let's sign those contracts now and roll that money in to future years so that we can fit it under the cap. And mm. that's what Paul, you know, talks about when cap is great. You can right. do things like that. Yeah. You know? But if COVID happens, you're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like a lot of teams were yeah. when they lowered the cap. Mm-hmm. You know? Um but So you have to be willing to take some lumps for you short do, term. You do. Um Let's see. He also says our ability to turn undrafted free agents into quality NFL starters. Yeah. I mean, again, so that's where we know our team. Yeah. And we know those success stories. Right. I'm not sure, like, if you add them up, if other teams don't have the same number of undrafted guys who become quality NFL players. Yeah. They're actually, I mean, I think that, what was it, the Chargers and the Colts were two teams who had a longer streak of having undrafted yeah. players on their roster than New England did even. But I will say this, you know, to support that a little bit, and I'll go back to 96 when Parcells brought in Belichick and Lawyer Malloy, who had, you know, just spent two weeks with this new coach, mm-hmm. said the guy's a genius because he's able to make it sound simple to us. Mm-hmm. Like everybody understands exactly what they need to do. Yeah. So if you're an undrafted guy coming onto the team, and you're told, this is what we need you to do. Mm-hmm. And you do that, you're going to get noticed by the coaches and you're going to get more opportunities. And so I think that the ability to show your worth on the Patriots might be a little higher than maybe some other teams because what you're asked to do is so clear. Mm-hmm. It's so clear. Either you can do it or you can't. Right. And if you can, you move up. You know? Um our value approach to getting people oh, in the list f- goes on. Yeah, huh? a few more. Our value approach to getting people in free agency. Well, yes and no. I mean, last year was that a value approach? Exactly. Wasn't when they signed Gilmore? Was that a value approach? Right. No. Yeah. You know, so I it's you know things things I can say we do better than most teams. Yeah. Quite honestly, planning for a Super Bowl. Yeah. Because <laughs> we've done it so many times. Our discipline approach to football. I think every team has that. I don't think they're. Yeah. You know. 
uh, our short-term thinking focusing on only the next game. Well, I mean, yeah. there are a lot of teams. Yeah. Uh, that's, and then that's finally, kind of a sports And then he finally said now. our focus on special teams. I mean, that's where, you know, Bill had a special teams background. Mm-hmm. He does value special teams mm-hmm. uh, as a third of the game. So I think, you know, I, I remember um, – uh, who was the coach of the St. Louis Rams when we beat them? Martz? Yeah. You know, uh, like a, a year or two later saying, you know, maybe I should spend a little bit more time thinking about special teams. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was. Right. That was an admission. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, good good email. Good email. Yeah. All right. Um, we're going to take a quick break. Lots of other emails coming in. Um, and then, of course, if, what are you binging on? What are you? Yeah. What content are you binging on these days? Let us know. We'll be right back. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. The ruling on the field stands. We deliver jerseys, funny foam fingers, and everything you need for the game. But what you really get is so much more. FedEx delivery. Game day spirit. What we deliver by delivering. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact... It takes a leap of faith, a belief in what you're striving toward, and a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. We are patriots, and our standards are a little different. We don't just carry the hopes of a city, but the hopes of an entire region. For us, no uphill battle is ever too high to climb. And our favorite ring is the next one. Our job isn't done until the final down is played. And everyone knows we gave it our all. We the fans march forward with the power to do what it takes. Just like we've done time and time again. We are the home field advantage. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the New England Patriots and stand with them as they defy the odds. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla's Speed Test Intelligence data Q2 2020. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra. 
195 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. The ruling on the field stands. We deliver jerseys, funny foam fingers, and everything you need for the game. But what you really get is so much more. FedEx delivery. Game day spirit. What we deliver by delivering. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith. A belief in what you're striving toward. And a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments. A world of investing. We are patriots, and our standards are a little different. We don't just carry the hopes of a city, but the hopes of an entire region. For us, no uphill battle is ever too high to climb, and our favorite ring is the next one. Our job isn't done until the final down is played, and everyone knows we gave it our all. We, the fans, march forward with the power to do what it takes. Just like we've done time and time again. We are the home field advantage. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the New England Patriots and stand with them as they defy the odds. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. 
Then we give it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G ultra-wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla's speed test intelligence data Q2 2020. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. And now, great moments in history. He's saying, woohoo, Fred's back. Does that mean we will get American emails read today? Oh. So are you favoring the out-of-country emails? Yes. I read the the good ones that come in. It's like that guy in in No American ones are good. No, I read. Yes. No, gyms yes. aren't good. I read the good ones that come in. It's like the guy in Norwood, Fred, that yeah. was originally from the UK. Yeah. Fred, Eric doesn't like him. Like, why would you ever go from there to here? Right. Fred, I can't wait till the next time you're not here because I'm not hosting. Oh. oh. Tough, tough guy Paul can you, go sit in that seat and do that. let him do that? Well, you guys can fight it tough out. Tough guy Paul can sit you're, over there and bring the all the energy he wants. <laughs> you're the boss. Ooh, Eric is upset. So take some vacation next week. What? Tough what? guy what? Paul can sit over there what? and bring never, all the energy he wants. I never dug a hole before? It's yeah. not that hard to read emails and take calls. I'll do it the next time. All right. No, no problem. <laughs> Is that the energy you're looking for? That's another great moment from... Speaking of energy, uh, draft show. Uh, Night one, we'll be doing it live from the draft party. Uh, So um, that'll be good because they're going to be having um, live interviews with Bill Belichick. Really? With Matt Groh, with Robert Kraft. And so you know that'll happen probably in the first half hour. We're going to start at 7.30 uh, that Thursday in... So that first half hour, we'll have a bunch of good interviews that mm. we'll go to during the show. So 
Uh, question from the back here, Bill. You're going to yeah. make a pick at 21, or uh, yeah. should we just go home now? Uh, that'll be the last question. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, draft show. Remember the Patriots Unfiltered draft extravaganza that Thursday night. We'll start at 730 and go all the way through the draft. Mm -hmm. So For Round one. Yep, looking forward to that. Yeah, round one is always exciting just because it's the first round. Right. And you want to see the marquee right. names. This Round two and three on day two are usually exciting because that's when the Patriots make most ah. of the picks. Uh, and then day three, we make no promises. Right. Uh, but, that. Um, you know, live from the draft party, back live, you know, yep. um, COVID's over mm -hmm. for the most part. and um, Just got to get these masks off the planes and we'll be you know, good. So, you know, people are back here at Gillette Stadium for the party. So we're excited about that. Yeah. Excited to get back in person with all this stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Spee sends us the poem. Okay. I guess we'll read it. I mean, <laughs> I don't like it, but, you know, he spent time doing it. So I will read Spee's poem. Let's see how you butcher uh, There was once an old man named Bill whose time was just nearly at hand. He had to decide to play young or old guys knowing Shula's win record could stand. So Bill figured he knew a way for both he and Pat's fans to cheer. He'd run it on back with a 30-plus pack that could squeak in the playoffs each year. Yet Billy Boy figured it wrong because fans want a team that's elite. The risk-averse plan of red-shirting young men would not keep those butts in the seats. Poor Mac was stuck there in limbo with no high-end wideouts in sight. The revolving door cycling veterans galore, Jones' play never reached its true height. And still to this day we wonder if Bill only torn it all down, maybe short-term remorse would run its due course so a new core could carry the crown. Is that Bill Shakespeare wow. over there? That, that's, <laughs> that's really depressing. This is uh, from the perspective of the future. It didn't work. Right, yeah. he's, he's he's writing a poem lamenting something that hasn't happened yet. Right, boy, wow, that's really sad. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So sorry, Spee. Can't yeah. give you can't give you a correct but, but on that. A one. for effort, though. Really nice. I like the flow. Uh, the rhyming scheme worked. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, good stuff. Now you you insist that poems must rhyme. This is one of those those arguments. Remember before we were talking oh, about if you have an opinion yeah. that can be wrong? Right. Right. Like anybody who believes that poems don't rhyme are wrong. Right. In your opinion. In my opinion. Right. right. <clears throat> no, I, f I feel like I understand that there's haiku, there's iambic pentameter, there's like there's different things that are not prose that are considered poetic. Po poetry. Poetry. Right. To me, the most poetic thing is a is something you write that rhymes yeah. to me. There was a girl from Nantucket. Well, that yeah, yeah. it's something more limerick, but yeah. but yeah, but it it if it takes real skill to say what you want to say and have it rhyme. I think, which is why I like poetry that rhymes. Okay, all right, and you no know, haiku doesn't really because I'm waiting. I always hear a haiku and I'm waiting for the rhyme to drop, and then I remember it's one of those haiku. Right. It's it's not going to rhyme, and I hate that. Yeah, it's like waters. Trembling down from the mountain. Do I stare or jump in? Who knows? That's not a poem. That's that's just words. That yeah. mean nothing. Okay. Yeah. I, I like if someone offered that up, I'd say, okay, you know That's crap. You know, someday you'll be in fourth grade. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um Rosie in Los Angeles writes in a colleague wore a football jersey to work the other day. 
I had the PU crew, led by MOB, voicing disapproval in my head. Huh. Worse yet, it was a Jamarcus Russell jersey. Oh, my God. I couldn't resist, so I asked him why Russell. He said he collects jerseys of high-profile NFL busts. He also has a Ryan Leaf jersey. First, I think that's a fantastic reason for a grown man to wear a jersey. Second, I couldn't really think of high-profile busts from the recent years that would warrant a jersey purchase. Jameis Winston, who else? So, high-profile busts. Well, I mean, compared to Jamarcus Russell, Jameis Winston is a Hall of Famer. Yeah, right. He still is a. He's like a you know a bona fide NFL quarterback who is a marginal starter. Yeah. Or or a really good backup. You know, I mean. Yeah. So I I wouldn't really call him a bust. He maybe he didn't live up to first hype. You know everything that was said about him winning the Heisman and all that, but. He's not a bust. I yeah. would consider him a bust. Where was Drew Locke taken? First round, uh, yeah, upper to middle yeah, area, so right? bust maybe. Yeah. Mm, not yet. Too early. I don't know. I think more Jake Locker as that. Okay, like Drew Locke is at least still he's yeah. still in the league. Yeah, and like I think a yeah. guys that busts who are like really completely like okay. gone after yeah. like a couple <clears throat> of years. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's hard to remember because we can't even remember guys who were drafted last year. Right. All right, high-profile bus, recent, recent. We know the old ones, you know. Um, Patrick writes in about Memento. It was Guy Pierce was in it and Carrie Ann Moss. Oh, she's the uh, one from The Matrix, right? Yeah. Isn't that who that is, Carrie Ann Moss? I don't know. What from The Matrix? She's the girl that's in The Matrix, right? Yeah. I don't know from the You name. didn't watch The Matrix? I, of course I watched oh. The Matrix. I don't know her name, though. Because that's all she was ever in. Oh, is that right? Right? It's her, right, Matt? That's her name, but yeah. I didn't know that either. I didn't yeah. know the actual... It's Trinity. Trinity. Yeah. yeah, I know who Trinity is. But, like, I've I never know seen her, her real name. I've never seen her in anything but well, Matrix she, movies. Well, she was in Memento. Right, but I haven't seen that. Oh, you haven't saying. seen Memento? No. Oh, you need to see Memento. Is it that good? It's really good. Really? Yeah. Wouldn't you say? Did you see it? Oh, he has, Matt hasn't seen <laughs> it either. <laughs> A rarity oh. that he hasn't seen it. Wow. But if he did see it, I would have guessed he would like it. Uh, Raj in St. Louis, I have a football question, but I'm curious, curious about Mike's thoughts, so I'll save it for next week. For TV shows, my girlfriend and I are getting through The Sopranos, and we just finished season three. It's excellent TV, but the scenes with Tony's kids kill all the momentum for me. Also, this new season of Atlanta is pretty good if you're interested in a surrealist show, but my real recommendation is Barry on HBO. The new season comes out this month, and it's absolutely hilarious and dark. I haven't seen. I haven't Barry. heard about any. No. Of the, I mean, I know the Sopranos. But. He's like a marine killer that uh, decides to be an actor. Uh, Henry Winkler's in it, and um, oh yeah, I can't think of the actor's name who plays Barry. Is it a the comedy? comedic actor? You know him. Is, is it? It's a comedy. A dramedy. Dramedy. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, also, from the grammar conversation, I really hate when people get there. There and there wrong. Ah. You know, the three different spellings. Yes. Especially in print because I have to read a sentence like five times to understand what they're trying to say. Yeah, that's a that's a common one. Yep. People make that mistake all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially when they run into the SPFW inbox. I remember I lost a spelling bee in I don't know, third grade or something, and th there was the word. And I got two cracks at it. And it Wait, was, you, did you not ask for the use in a no, sentence? No, we didn't do it back then. Oh. It was, so T-H-E-R, no, it's wrong, T-H-E-I-R. And I just couldn't think of T-H-E-Y apostrophe R-E. they gave you a contraction? Yeah. 
That's not fair. I know. Well, they used it in a sentence. So I know, but you know, you're not supposed to put a contraction. I know. In a spelling and bee. so, like, I just like this is it. This is the only two I know. And it was T H E Y apostrophe R E. That's I would have called. I would have thrown a flag. Yeah. Well, I would have. I would have harumphed out yeah. of the out of the classroom. Yeah. Third grade, you know, you get hit by the nuns if you. This isn't going to surprise you at all. I won. I won my town spelling bee in. Of in, course you did in eighth grade. Yeah, the word was Pawtucket. Right? <laughs> a lot of people can't pronounce Pawtucket. Yeah. Uh, but then I get to the states. So you know, if you win the state, you go to the Scripps spelling bee in Washington. Ooh. Oh wow! And, I, and I'm like, I was so sure I was going to destroy this. And I get there, and round one, I get mohair. A word I'd never heard in my life at that point. I'm 13 years old, whatever it yeah. was. Mohair. And okay. And I asked for the sentence, the definition, all that. I didn't know what it was. So I spelled it M O W H A I R. Mohair. Right. And, uh, no, incorrect. The girl who came right after me, who ended up winning the whole thing, you know what they gave her? What? Mascara. Oh. Yeah. Girls who wear right. makeup. And right. I gave her mascara. Right. And I get mohair. Oh, like I'd boy. never heard of it before. You never had a mohair coat? I'd never heard of it. No. Okay. Is it is it is it fake hair? I can't remember. I don't know. But I just realized what our next challenge is. A spelling off? A spelling off. <laughs> a spelling spee. We need the rules. It's it would be a spelling spee. Spelling spee. <laughs> I okay. We'll see who's the better speller, Eric. <laughs> I'll I'll take on the Rhode Island champ. Oh, it's a North Providence champ. I North lost Providence the States, champ. Yeah, the hills of North yeah. Providence. Yeah. So it was you and some guy named you know Billy or something? Nah, we had it was a throwdown though. That our final round was me and this other kid, and it went on for like fifteen minutes because we were both like right. We, we were getting everything right, and then finally the kid cracked on. Did you Did you feel like nervous? With no, because I knew I was better. Oh wow! And I you hear it. this. You hear that? You hear that? The, the swagger. Oh yeah, I had it back. I had it back then, and then the one I, the word I wanted on was mesmerize. Okay. And I knew I had it in the bag then. I remember my parents were like, "You had this big smirk on when they gave you the word," and I was like, "Yeah," because I knew it was in the bag at that point. What, what tripped him up? Do you remember? I I don't remember what word tripped him up. But I remember when he was spelling it. I remember thinking, "Oh yeah, that's wrong guy." Yeah. I got this. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. No, no surprise to our audience, of course. And this was, you were on 13? This was, I was, uh, it was eighth grade, so I would have been, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Peacock feathers are out. Yep. That's great. Uh, Matt in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, I've been loving grammar unfiltered lately. <laughs> Here is my language pet peeve. A lot of my relatives out east say, I dear. Instead of idea. Oh, that's a and it drives thing. me crazy. It's like nails on a chalkboard, uh, and people say water. Yep. You know. Yep. That's an accent. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or Washington D.C. Yeah. You know. But we we joke about it on the show all the time. Right. You know, we always add the er to words that end in a. Right. And we take them off of the ones that end in er. Love the offseason talk. Looking forward to the draft. Hoping we can get ourselves a good cornerback. Also, yeah, I too. saw that OBJ is. 100 minus 110 odds to join the Pats. Thoughts on this? Is it possible? I thought I right around the time where they signed um wh- who's he uh a couple weeks ago? Devontae Parker. Yeah, there was a lot of talk about OBJ coming here. Yeah, and I mean he's he said he was when he signed with the Rams in 
what was it, November, December, whenever it was, he said at the time he was close to coming to New England. So I think you put those two together. He's talked about Bill in glowing terms before. So I think, and plus he's coming off an injury. And you know how the Patriots love to sign guys who have knee injuries. Yep. So it makes obvious sense. But I mean, I at this point, I whatever. He's a guy coming off. He just got an injury in the Super Bowl. Right. Like he's not going to be anything special. Uh, Bill and Albuquerque. Uh, So Paycheck is a meh action film directed by John Woo. He's a big-time action director, directed Face, Face Off, oh, yeah. M- I know John M- I- M12. Mission Impossible 2. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the worst of the Mission Impossibles, just, just by the way. Just spell it out. Uh, um, it's based on a Philip K. Dick story. He's the guy to look at when you talk about memory, sci-fi. He wrote the stories that became Blade Runner and Total Recall. Oh, oh wow. Uh, so enough sci-fi talk. Now that the Browns are heavy at quarterback, any interest in Baker Mayfield, what would you give to get him, or do you even want him? Well, Baker Mayfield's going to want to start. Yeah. He's not coming here. Well, I think, I think let's just say that you say, okay, he's, what is, is his third year or something like that? Fourth, fourth. year? Or fifth, is it? We're going to go fourth. with him, and we're going to get rid of Mac Jones. Would you, you know, that would be the thing. I, you don't just bring him in. You, yeah. You, no, you bring I, him in with the intention that he's better than Mac Jones. I don't want to give up on Mac Jones. I yet. don't either. Not so, for Baker Mayfield. Certainly not. No. No. Nope. But Mayfield's. Uh, Do you think he's got a future? Mayfield? Yeah. Yeah. He'll, he's not, you know, he's not a bust. We would ju- get back to the bust argument. Like he, uh, he's a competent NFL quarterback. He's got to find a job somewhere. It's just a matter of. Does a team think he's worthy of being their, their guy, or is he a quality backup? You know, maybe right. maybe he's one of these guys that ends up being the quality backup, and that's how he extends his career. But I don't think he's much more than that. Uh, Tyler and Natick, imagine this, he says. Robert Kraft comes to you with the request that the New England Patriots will be splitting into two teams, one on Cape Cod and one in Providence. He tasks you with coming up with the mascot that would best represent the team's new homes, what would be the ideal mascot for each team? Wow. Cape Cod and Providence. Well, Cape Cod has to be something to do with the ocean, right? Or uh, the, yeah, the fish, beach, or the ocean, ocean. You know, the, right? The sharks or something like that, right? And Providence is just you know don't what, even corruption. Start. Don't even start, or, right? No, yeah, you know, right. I don't know. Like, what do you do for Providence? Uh, we could do the. Uh, yeah, we could do the water fire logo, right? The Providence water fires. Independent man. Well, <laughs> Providence is called the Ocean State, right? We are. Yeah, yeah we are the Ocean State. Rhode Island's called the Ocean. State. Yeah, pro- not Providence. Well, but yeah, I, Rhode Island. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Providence is the Renaissance. City. How about the pro- the Providence Foxy Patriots? No, <laughs> God, no. Named after the Foxy. That's no. probably the most famous thing in Providence, no, right? Yeah. The Foxy Lady. The Independent Man is not bad, Matt. That's not bad. Top Providence Independent House. Man. Yeah, it's like that. It's like the the statue at the top of our yeah. state house dome. He's known as the Independent. He's the man. Independent Man. Yeah. Huh. Just do does what he wants. He's independent. Rhode Island has had that from the beginning. You yeah. know that Rhode Island Independence Day. Rhode Island declared its independence two months exactly before they signed the Declaration of Independence. So, May 4th, 1776 is Rhode Island Independence Day. They declared their independence we from said, what? Intelligence? <laughs> 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 no, I was born there, so oh, I can say that. Um, and you were born in 1776. Yeah, too, right. right. 
Uh, also, a grammar slash phrase that has always drove me crazy is when people say, I could care less instead of I couldn't, couldn't. care less. Yeah, I make that a, mistake, yep. and every time I do, Andy would correct me, yep. and he's right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I couldn't care less is the proper uh-huh. way of using that. That's um, a good one. Yep. Let's see. And Spee, he's very active yes, today. Yes, he is. Yeah. He says, in the U.S., Michael Jordan is the most respected athlete of all time, but Babe Ruth is probably the most beloved. Babe Ruth? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like I was thinking, I, I got to call bogus on that one. I was thinking, like if you had to pick one player who was the iconic player of that sport, who would it be? And so for baseball, I pick Babe Ruth. Oh, that's a different argument, though. Right, diff- completely different. You know, topic. different criteria. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so I think it's Babe Ruth. I think it's probably Jordan for basketball. Yeah. I think for base. I mean, for hockey, it. It could be Gretzky. Probably Gretzky. At this point. Yeah. You know? I was going to say Gordy Howe just because of the longevity, but Gretzky's the right answer. Yeah, yeah. I think. And then for football? Um, football, that's a tough one. That's a real tough one, but I think it's got to be Brady. I think it's got to be Brady. I think now it's going to be. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah. But now, yeah. Before Brady, who would it have been? Well, I, you know. Montana, I, Jim I'd Brown. Like, I'd like Jim Brown. Yeah. You know, but. Like Walter Payton, you know, it's like if you have to think of one person for the sport, who right. is it? Right you know, now, it's Brady, especially it's got, with the. It's got to be Brady, especially with the age, breaking records, yep. being MVP uh, caliber at the, at this stage. Yeah, and then I was going, okay, let's go the rings. Let's go beyond that, like men's track and field, women's track and field. So for women, I think it's FloJo, right? Isn't that Lawrence Griffith Joyner? Yeah, maybe, probably. It's a good one. I'd say Usain Bolt for track. Maybe Usain Maybe Bolt. For yeah, yeah. And then for tennis. That's a tough See, that's one. That's a tough one, too, because I think you got three of the, the top three are playing right now. Right. Still. But when you think of tennis, who do you like? Who's that iconic tennis player? You know? Well, it de- I think it depends on your age because yeah. some people would say, like, Rod Laver. Rod Laver, right? Know? And, like, none of us ever saw Rod Laver play right. live. I did. You know, live? I, I actually hit with him. You hit with Rod Laver? I did, and Cape Cod. Yep. Get out of here! Yeah, it was he, he was um, he was in town at the time. It was World Team Tennis, and I was, was that Roberts thing that he was involved in with the uh, yeah he the owned lobsters. The, he owned the lobsters, and I was working at the Mid Cape Tennis Club, mm-hmm. and he just needed someone to hit with. What was he there for? Just on vacation? They were pract- yeah, they were warming up. Pra- you oh, know, he was were- part of that thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I got to hit with him and here. for like 20 minutes. Did and he have the old wooden racket and the long yeah, t- pants and, and everything? And he's a lefty too. And his left arm was so – his forearm was so big it made his right arm look deformed. Really? Like his forearm was like massive. Like like a Popeye? Yeah, massive. I just remember like – Holy cow. You know. That's a cool story. Yeah. Hansel. Yeah. No, but it really is. I – Wow, Rod Laver. Rod Laver. Um, but anyway, uh, tennis for me. For me, it's Federer. Okay, yeah. but I know that arguments could be made for Borg or, like, I think it really depended on when you grew up. Yeah, because it does like McEnroe for a lot of people is tennis, right? You know, John McEnroe yep. is tennis, but yep. some people it could be Sampras, right? Like, when they grew up, right? Like, yeah. like it's a tough one. Tennis is a little bit more tough. I don't think there's an obvious. What answer. about for women's tennis? It's got to be Serena, right? 
it's it's got to be Serena. But before that, like you know, Steffi Graf. Some other people would say you know uh, Margaret Court. How about you Chrissy? Know, Chrissy Everett, you know, or Martina. Yeah, I you know like I love Steffi Graf. I thought you know like she was just the best. But then Serena came around. Yeah, you know. So that, that's another good one. What about golf? Men's golf, anyway. I'm not as versed on golf because I I never. Well, really, I think it's between I, two people: Tiger and Nicholas. Jack Nicholas, you know, yeah. th- those two. Mm. You know, it's one or the other. You know, I I can't really give an opinion because I wasn't really a golf person. Yeah, but I mean, I always knew the name Jack Nicholas, and I wasn't a golf person. Right. I I obviously know Tiger, and I'm not a you know. I think nowadays probably Tiger's the name. Yeah, though, right? I think curling Stan Kroenke. Oh, you know, sure. It's easy. Sure. Oh, um, sure. Yeah. yeah. But those are the kind of you – know, after those sports, I think it gets really obscure. I mean, soccer can – Oh, soccer. Soccer right. can be – I should uh, – There's an argument there, obviously. For, we talked about Pele before. Right. But Ronaldo nowadays – Sure. Messi. Messi for a while was that yeah, guy. Yeah, um, But I think, like, R- Ronaldo is now getting close to the Brady territory with, like – He's not quite as old as Brady, but he's old for the sport – and he's still playing at a very high level. Yeah, and, and he's how, won. And, and he's won. Yeah, right. And he was like leading. He led Serie A in goals, I think, the uh, a couple of years before he he got to Man United. He scored like f- some ridiculous number, like a hundred goals in a hundred and six games for Juventus when he played there, something like that. That, that my numbers could be a little bit off, but that's a ridiculous amount of goals for a guy who's in his mid to late thirties. Yeah. Um, Jack writes in a boxing Muhammad Ali. Hands yeah, down, yeah, no doubt, yep, yep. Well, you don't want to put your hands down in boxing, but no, yeah, I but I, th- yeah, that's the first guy that comes to mind when I think of boxing. Sure, is Muhammad Ali. Yep. Some people, you know, it might be Mike Tyson, you know, just because of where they grew up. But I, I think it's Muhammad yeah. Ali. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's another one too that transcended the sport. I mean, Tyson kind of did too, in a in his own way, but no, no, nothing like Ali, especially with all of his, you know, his out of the ring stuff that he yeah. was known for. Yeah. Um, Brian in Indiana, uh, there's a book from an NPR author, David Rakoff, that is written entirely in rhyme. It's called Love, Dishonor, Marry, Die, Cherish, Perish. Has Eric read it, and did he like it? Sounds like a game we have on Patriots Unfiltered. You haven't read it, though. I have not heard of it. Okay. Well, That sounds sounds great, though. Love, Dishonor, Marry, Die, Cherish, Perish. Wow. Okay. The whole thing is in rhyme. Yeah. I love it. I don't think I would. I think that would, you would it would get yeah I would think, on your nerves yeah it would get a little bit tedious. I'd like to see it though just to see how far he can take it, yeah. like how, like how long I can get yeah. to be farm like okay, um, we get it. James Pettigrew, the most interesting Patriots fan in the world, says uh, Sam Darnold is a modern day bust. Uh, uh, has he busted yet? I mean, probably. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably a good one. Okay. Because I mean. Yeah, he's flamed out in Carolina. He's not going to really. I mean, he has he's still in the league, but that's that's a pretty close one to a bust. Okay, uh, Bill in D.C. If you love Memento, I'd strongly recommend the new show called The Tourist. It's on HBO Max, and it starts with a guy who's in a horrific car accident in the outback and wakes up with total amnesia. Nobody knows him, and he has to slowly find out who he was and where he came from. Hmm. This isn't a spoiler, but he's got a lot of bad people chasing him, and each episode ends with a number of jaw-dropping reveals, which keeps you hooked through the entire series. Tons of violence and really good acting. Okay. What's that one called again? It is called The Tourist. The Tourist. Yes. All right. 
Um, let's see. Nick writes in, I haven't actually been bringing shows, uh, binging shows, more so comedy specials. I'm not sure how much you like stand-up, but there are a lot of great new specials out right now. The new age of comics are really good. Of course, you have Dave Chappelle, Yam Segura, and Burt Kreischer. Some new comics to watch with really good specials are Taylor Tomlinson, Sam Morrill, Mark Normand, and Andrew Schultz. Hmm. They're all on Netflix and YouTube. Hmm. Okay. I, I do like a good stand-up. I do, too. Yeah. Well, you used to be one. Wow. Sure. I tried my hand at it for a while. Yeah. And I loved it. Okay. But I don't think pay, you guys could, would like that Couldn't Burt pay Kreischer's comedy. Who? The Burt Kreischer that they mentioned yeah. in there. You wouldn't like his comedy. Why? What is it? It's like stoner porno comedy. Oh. Stor- stoner, stoner porno? porno comedy? He tells stories about being stoned and porn. Oh. And his daughters. Oh, okay. Wide ranging. No, my favorite comics back in the day were obviously Jerry. Uh, I loved Paul Reiser. Similar type of like observational. Paul, like Paul he, Reiser. He's a snarky he, little he's guy. He's very good. Yeah. Um, snarky Paul. The original snarky Paul is yeah. Paul Reiser. And... I don't know. I liked Tim Allen's show. I liked Home Improvement. I never really watched his stand up, though. Yeah. No, I, Carlin guy? <coughs> huh? Carlin? George Carlin? Oh. Uh, yeah. I, the reason I liked Jerry and Paul was because, in, in my opinion, it's tough to make people laugh without swearing. And, you know, George Carlin obviously was known for the, the, the mouth. And a lot of comics rely on – they use the swearing as a crutch. Like, and, and I used to see this sometimes in the club when something wasn't going well. They'd just start with the profanity, and people would kind of laugh <laughs> awkwardly at, because the guy was swearing and you're in public. To me, if you can make somebody laugh without swearing, that's you're really good. And that's why I loved Jerry and, What's and Paul What's the deal Reiser. with swearing? <laughs> no, I, yeah, Jerry never swore. Never. never. And neither did Paul Ryan. Ne- well – he maybe Paul did a little bit in his stand up yeah. here and there, but like it wasn't like yeah. he didn't rely on it. Yeah. Some of these comics like were like, yeah. What, what's his name from uh, Massachusetts? Oh, Bill God. Burr? No, 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 no. Uh, Andrew Dice Clay. He, he was in that. He he made a TV show about firemen. He's from Worcester. Oh, I know. Dennis uh, Leary. Yeah, De- Dennis Leary. Thank De- you. He used to be yeah. one of my professors. In he college. used to drop. The yeah. profanity all yeah, the time, he's all the right? Time. Yeah, with the toothpick and everything. Right. Like yeah. that was his that was his shtick. Like, but one exception I'll give you, and it I know it sounds contradictory, but Andrew Dice Clay, the first time I heard him in a in a comic special, yeah, that's all he did was swear. Right, friggin' hilarious. See, I didn't like him at all. At all? No, you didn't find him funny. No, I just thought it was just I I didn't like the shtick. Yeah, I wasn't into it. Well, I was. I was probably 15 years old the first time I heard it and <laughs> back at prep school and you know each dorm you have a teacher who's responsible like they they would live they had their own apartment that was attached to the dorm they would like the the dorm master they, kind they'd of. often invite young <laughs> men up No but they like on like you know some some nights you have like a like a like a dorm function right like everybody's in 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 uh, you know you order food in or whatever and our dorm master brought in Andrew Dice Clay's uh, stand-up. What was it called? The, the the Dice Man Cometh, I think, was the was the show. And he's like, "All right, guys." He's like, "Like, don't tell anybody we're watching this." But I, I know you guys have heard about him and you want to hit him, so he's got the, he's got the VCR tape. 
That's how old it was. And he pops this in, and oh my God, it was the first time in my life the phrase, I fell off my chair laughing, I actually fell off my chair. I was laughing so hard listening to Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, I just, I, I didn't really. But think about it. Yeah. I think I was a teenager and that kind oh, of sure. stuff. Like a, you hear an adult talking yeah, like, like that. A lot of like. That's funny. Like my my kid was young. A lot of the kids loved Dane Cook. And who, who was a thief. Right. And by I, the way, he I, stole a lot of his yeah. comedy from people. And I, I never saw. I was never like. I liked uh, Dane uh, Cook. Yeah. And then I found out that he was stealing from other comics. Yeah. Because like, he got robbed by his brother. <coughs> he what? His brother robbed him of everything. Yeah, he was like his agent or something, his manager. Robbed him literally of his yeah, money? Yeah, all, all his money. Really? Yeah. Well, comes around. All right, uh, people have been wait, uh, hanging on the phones. Thank you for that. Let's start with Sean in Vancouver. What's up, Sean? Hey, Fred. I got a few things. So Paul made me get a new wall clock. <laughs> I was listening to the show on Tuesday, and, and you guys thought, well, you guys, well, Eric and Paul, thought I was in a car with my blinker on and it was it was my damn clock i didn't realize it was so loud so now i, I got i got rid of it <laughs> that is okay. like i i cannot and you know you don't have ticking clocks anymore everything's digital but in the day i could not sleep if there was a ticking clock really oh Drove you, drove so you to distraction? Said she wouldn't build sleep. Could Couldn't do it. I, I guess yeah. I was used to it. It didn't like ever but, become uh, like white noise? Nope. Background Not noise? ticking clock. Really? Nope. And, and like, you know what, Fred? Like the telltale heart over here. Yeah. But Fred, that, that night, it actually, be, it got in my head and I couldn't, I woke up in the middle of the night and I couldn't go back to sleep. I had to take out the battery. Right. Like, yeah, I hear you. The first time, it, like I noticed it after years. Yeah, you could um, not I've hear it at that point. Onto the, onto the, uh, the TV things. Uh, Severance, I've, I've watched the whole series. Um, one thing I don't get, though, is why would Lumen bother with Severance for these people? Because you think a uh, corporation would do that to stop uh, why, uh, people like who are learning espionage about it or, or people that are, are, are going to um, yeah. uh, find out terrible secrets. But like these people, anyone could do their job. There's, there's no reason to do it for these people. I don't understand why they're doing it. No, I, well, I don't we don't. But... I don't want to give away things, but I think that, you know, they're going to have a season two, right? Maybe we'll find out then. Yeah, I, so I think I, there's I there's got to be, because not everyone at Lumen does do the severance, you know? No, no. It's, right. It's just these the, people. It's like, why those people? Right. There's certain, there's things, there's certain things that certain people are doing that requires that, and we'll find yeah, that out. Yeah, not... But yeah. not the main characters, but unless, until until maybe later we'll find yeah, out. Yeah. Um, but it, the other shows, uh, Barry is amazing. However, I don't binge it because it's it's HBO, so I watch it every week. And it's it's basically Bill Hader is, is great. And the real real oh. hilarity of the show, there's a couple of characters. Uh, one is um, this this guy from North Hollywood. His, his name's Noho something or other. And then the other one's played by Stephen Root as his manager's just it's just amazing. Yeah, um, Bill so Hader's yeah, good. He's that. funny. Yeah, Stephen Root yeah, from The Office. The other show that I mean, uh, Office Space. Yeah, uh, Bill Hader wasn't in that. He was in no, no. Stephen no, uh, Root. Stephen Root. I'm talking about. Oh, Stephen Root. Yeah, yeah. He played Milton. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Uh, he's he's so funny. Um, the, the other the other show that that I'm really looking forward to coming back. It's the final episode. Is Ozark on the 29th? Okay, that's a really good binge. Yeah, show a lot of people. And I'm I'm I can't wait for Better Call Saul. Uh, that starts up Monday, I believe. With its, yeah. I think it's going to be its last season. Okay, and and with Carlin, I I have to disagree because 
he's brilliant in, in my opinion, and his his he does swear it was known for the seven words, but it's not gratuitous. Yeah, no. like everything Carlin says it has a point. Yeah, like it's, it's, yeah. It's he, so I mean, smart. he's really clever, but I, you know, like he kind of grates on me a little bit. But boy, you know, yeah. in his time, he was he was groundbreaking. Yeah. Like this type of stuff it he was, was doing was was amazing. Did yeah. you like Eddie Murphy? Yeah, I, I could. I, yeah. Oh, his first two. His, his first stand up that the one that the, mm-hmm. they did the movie on. Yeah. I like everyone Eddie Murphy had, Raw. Yeah, everyone had seen it, right? right. I hadn't, I hadn't seen it. And um but everyone was talking about it. And so like a year later, I was at this bar across the street from where I lived in Boston called uh, Our House. And it was like Our House. Yeah, it was like a living room and they had couches and TVs. And they were playing Eddie Murphy Raw. Mm. Everybody in the bar had seen it except me. So you're the so only one I am just like <laughs> falling out. I am like my stomach hurts. I'm laughing so hard. Who's but the I'm the only one at the bar? Yeah, I'm the only one laughing because I'm the only one that hadn't seen it yet. <laughs> but it was it was hysterical. Oh, it was yeah. hysterical. But I I'd say Eddie Murphy was was more gratuitous. Than yeah, that, probably. Than Carlin. You're right. Oh yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. Now yeah. that I think about it. Yeah, he had a potty mouth. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks, Sean. Appreciate the call. Uh, let's go to Jay in San Jose. What's up, Jay? Hey, that rhymes. Yeah. Hey, how you guys doing? Do you know the way? I've been listening to you guys. <laughs> Can you hear me, guys? Yeah, yes, I just wanted to know if you knew the way to San Jose. Andy stopped, which makes me an AA listener, right? The boat. I was hoping to. Uh, Get all four of your opinions today. It sounds like there's only two of you guys there today. Is that well, correct? Matt's here in case he wants to. Chime uh, Paul, in. Paul and Deuce have been very quiet on this show. Yeah, no, they're not. I here. figured. I figured as if that's possible. So, here, here's my question, guys. Um, I was arguing with a friend, and like I said, I'd like to get four of your guys' opinions. So I may actually call back next week when all four of you are there. But I'll give you guys a head start. I was arguing with a friend of mine, and I'm not going to tell you guys which side I was on. But we were arguing about if there was anyone better in, in NFL history than rising their game in the playoffs than Julian Edelman. So that's my question. Can you guys think of anyone that rose their game to a higher level than Julia, Julia Edelman, Julian, excuse me, Edelman in the playoffs? Can yeah. you think of anyone in history? It's a great, it's a good question. I mean, Jerry Rice obviously had some really good players, but he was great, he was great during the season, the season too. too. Yeah. Danny Amendola came up with I the agree. nickname Playoff, playoff. Danny. Yeah, that's you right. Know, um, I was thinking of him. But it's it's a good one. I have to really think about it. You know, guys that made their name in the playoffs and were okay in the regular season, yeah. but really took it to a next level. You know, yeah. I'm gonna shoot you a couple. I'm gonna shoot you a couple names that came up. Um, John Taylor, but I thought he was pretty good in the regular. He season. was. Yeah. He was. He didn't get a lot of uh, do. How about Fred Belindikoff? Belindikoff, I you know I just I don't remember kind of before my time specifically. You know, he was a Raiders. He yeah. was. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really watch. Yeah, I, I that, maybe that, I'm not sure, young. but like, you know, um, Taylor, I. I I don't know if like he did that much more in the playoffs, but regular season. But that brings up Lynn Swan. Like, was Lynn Swan? Did he elevate? That, you know, that was another one. Was Terry Bradshaw actually? Okay, yep. That Terry Bradshaw stepped up his game in the playoffs. I don't know. Well, did, did he? <laughs> I, yeah, he was not a great regular season quarterback, from my recollection. And Lynn mm. Swan's an interesting one. I know in some of those Super Bowls where he was MVP, he only had like three or four catches. However, yeah. which yep. is interesting. Mm. Yeah, but yep. that's the way the game was then. Stallworth, you know? Stallworth was, a, I think, a better receiver than Lin Swan. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting over his career. I'll give you a Celtic who did kind of <laughs> epitomize it, Cedric Maxwell. Yeah, you know, yeah, well, 
Uh, uh, uh. Well, listen, guys, I may call back next week uh, and if you guys want to do a little homework on that because I'd be interested in the other guys' opinions. And by the way, before I go, uh, Carlin worked great, dirty. Carlin has to be great. Routine. You're breaking up. All right, digital breakup. Yeah, we broke up. Ow. Leave your stuff. So, so he could really do both. So okay. I just wanted to leave you guys with that as well. Uh, I'll call you guys back next week and see if you guys came up with any more names. But I'd love the other other boys' opinions. Thanks, Jay. Yeah, I will not think about that for one second no. after the call. <laughs> no, I, 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 I might. You know, it's a, it's a good one. It's a good topic. Guys who yeah. stepped up their game in the playoffs. Mm. You know, I don't think it's a huge list. Yeah, just off the top of my head. Yeah, I Edelman's mean, a strong contender, obviously. You know, Desmond Howard. I, I mean, mm. you know, I don't know. Mm. He had that one play. Yeah. Beat us. But you got to do it for more than one game. Exactly. You know, right? You have to have have had a reputation for. Boy, when playoffs come around, this guy. But in order to do that, you had to have been on a team that was in the playoffs a lot. Right. So you only are talking about the Cowboys, yep. the Niners, maybe the Steelers. I mean, there weren't a lot of teams that had that kind of success. Like Edelman had a chance to do it a lot. Yep. Because he was on a team that was in the playoffs. What about the great players in the regular season who disappeared in the playoffs? That could, that could be that could be another that could be another one another topic. Uh, Mark is in Bolton. What's up, Mark? Um, well, first off, Fred Bolitnikoff was one of the great possession receivers of his time. Um, so I don't think he elevated in the playoffs. Um, somebody comes to mind as Mike Vrabel, but that's that's yeah. beside the point. What I really what I really called in to talk about was the draft. Um, uh, I, I really draft. hate when you know you really uh, like a player as a great value, like four weeks out or six weeks out from the draft, and then you know somebody that the Pats might have been able to get in the middle of the second round, and then when it comes draft, you know, closer, it's like, oh crap, we can't get him there. Um, and that player for me is George Pickens, uh, wide receiver from Georgia. Um, I think he's a really a true number one. You know, he's got that size at 6'3", 195. He's got the sub-4.5 speed. He's got incredible wing span of like 77, 78 inches. Um, so now, if we want to get him, uh, we got to sort of go to the end of the first round or, or top of the second round. Um, so I'm not sure what you guys think of that player, but I mean, if you, if, uh, I know that the, the Chiefs at 29... They really like Jameson Williams, you know, Alabama receiver, so they're a possible team that would trade up to 21 if he's still there. I know Detroit's probably going to want a quarterback there at 32, so they might be interested, and Jacksonville at 33. So, I don't know, just, uh, uh, you know, just a, a draft pondering on, on – uh, on that wide receiver spot, or well, the, you want to take Williams at uh, at at twenty one? Yeah, I I'd rather have a cornerback at twenty one, but I you're not yeah. um, you're not alone, Mark. There's I don't remember which of the mock draft people did it, but um, if you look on Patriots.com, we have a mock draft tracker. You can kind of scroll through there. Somebody yep. picked your guy Pickens, Pickens as the New, New England's pick at twenty one. So. Uh, yeah, that's that's. See, I think you can get them later. Um, so but, you're saying like okay. trade down to maybe 29, maybe pick up an extra third, and you can still get right. Pickens. You know, right. yeah, yeah. You could do that, I suppose. 
Yeah, I mean, listen, if 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 they end up with a wide receiver some way somehow mm. in their first two picks, mm-hmm. I'll be I'll, I don't I have no problem with that. Yeah. I I, I have sure. no problem with sure. that, you know. Yeah. And I just want him to be a true number 1. Well, you know what I'm saying yeah. you know, I mean, there's guys it, that it, project into the slot. But it, but uh, Mark, get, the problem is get a good slot in the 4th or 5th round. Yeah, but the problem is if you want a true number 1 receiver, you got to be picking in the top 10. Most well, likely. For for a sure thing. Yeah, but, for a sure but thing. There's been plenty of one guys that ended up being number ones who were picked in the second it, no, round. It, no doubt. It's a long list. No doubt. But yeah. it, your chances are better if you pick the guy sure. who's a stud already. Yeah. Yep. Well, I don't think there's that many of them. I mean, you know, Drake London, supposedly, but he's no speedster. He's got the you know great height and size. I mean, they're talking about him in the top you know, yep. 10, 15. Um, and I see a lot of traits that this guy has. In, in, in the same way. I mean, yeah, I like a cornerback. If somebody like, it, you know, if, if Booth is there or Wheatley's there, um, you know, those, those, those were a couple. Elam, some, some people say Elam. I don't know if he's good enough to be 21, but sure. You know, if you're going to make the pick, I want it to be a pick that's going to be that, – that's a, a pick that, 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 that plays. costs a lot of money, right? That, and, yeah. You know, that's certainly not an offensive guard, and I'm sick of that narrative yeah. at 21. Well, my guy, um, let's talk about guys that, you know, might be available in the NFL now. My guy from 49ers, um, Debo Samuel, took down all his 49er posts um, from Instagram oh and God. Twitter. I love when He wants happens. out, and he's asking for $25 million a year. Would you give it to him? You would, right? Yep. See, as much as I love him, I don't know if I would, but that's what he—that's what he's looking for. I mean, well, look, that's the going rate now for I meeting. Really, Tyreek Hills. Tyreek Hills making thirty million. Yeah, I guess. Uh, what's yeah. his name? Uh, Devonte Adams just got twenty-eight and a half yeah. or whatever from yeah, the Raiders. Okay. So that's the yeah. neighborhood now. That's, I guess you're that's right. What we're working. I guess I'm just. Uh. Well, what are you going to give up to get him? I mean, you'd have to trade for him. Oh, right? I, yeah. I mean, yeah, you'd have to give up your first round pick and pl- yeah. probably plus some, well, then some no. more. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, uh, no, I w- I, no, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather draft my guy and pay, you know, and pay him what a drafted player is for five years. Right. Um, but you know that. I, that but Samuel's a sure team. thing. Well, I, you know, I hear. Mark, you just threw out a phrase there for five years, and somebody—I've been seeing that a lot when people write into our our uh, Q and A inbox. And I I I understand what you're saying. A first round pick has the option for the fifth year, so you think of you you think on the high end you're going to have the guy for five years. But there are plenty of cases where the team doesn't pick up the fifth year option. Well, yeah. So I mean, New England just did it with your guy Sony Michelle. But but if the guy turns out to be a Debo Samuel, then, then, then you, you want do. to. Then e- you do. Exactly. But yeah. like I don't think of a first round pick as oh, he's under contract for 5 years. I think of him as just like every other draft pick. It's a 4-year plan. And then after year 3, you got to decide whether you want to pick up that option. Yeah. So I don't think of these first round picks as automatically like 5 years. No, but you have you, they can be. They can and th- be. That's the right. point. They can be. So right. it's a little bit more security for the team to know that they can have this guy. But but if the guy's that good. You're going to want to. Well, yeah. in going into his fourth year, you're going to extend him if he's that good. You're not going to wait, you know, and, and yeah. you know, you're, you're going to want to wrap him up, you know, early um, well, rather than wait until the end of his fifth year. Well, but case in point. Isaiah Wynn, they picked up his option. 
Right. But, but are they in a hurry to extend him? No. So there are examples where that doesn't happen. That's true. That's true. Different position, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Like a skill position would be yeah, a different I think, matter. But. I think. but that's the point, though. I mean, it, it depends on the position. Left tackle is a high-cost position, so it led them to a fifth year. Wide receiver is a high-cost position. Cornerback's a high-cost position. Defensive end is a high-cost position. So those are positions that it, it, it's worth it. to you, you actually do get the fifth year. Yeah, you get you're the going fifth to year. Send them into 10 years is a different story. Right. Yep. All right, Mark. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Um, let's see. Getting back to the emails, webradio at patriots.com. Um, good calls and emails yeah. today, by the way. Yep. Appreciate it's that. It's been a strong week for those. Yeah, actually. I think um, you know, uh, without without Paul here, people feel you know wow. free to wow. express themselves. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna go drink. Ben in Brooklyn. Couple like a couple um, grammar things I can't stand include same difference. I don't hear that as much anymore. No? I, I heard that a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, if two things are the same, there is no difference. The misuse of mano a mano from man to man. I know we do that. <laughs> you say mano a mano. Mano a mano when we do the off the defensive line drills. <laughs> uh, when it really means hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. Mano a mano. Yeah. Well, it still works. Right. Yeah. Especially at those defensive line yeah. drills. Yeah, and confusing swag, which is free stuff at an mm. event with swagger. It's true. Swag is stuff we all get. It is, but you could you could you could say swag is just a shortening of swagger. I know, but it's in, it's incorrect. An opinion. Opinion. Opinion is incorrect. <laughs> no, that's a good one. That's that's a good one. Um, let's see. Uh, Bert on Burton Island has a would you rather game. Okay. Uh, would you rather with the twenty first pick get a guard who was on the Patriots for ten years? Playing at or near Pro Bowl level, all ten. So like Logan Mankins. Yeah. Or get a corner who plays on the Patriots for five years as a starter, all five, making the Pro Bowl twice. Uh, probably the corner, because look, you're in the AFC and you've got offenses that are slinging it all over the place. You need help there, and you gotta you gotta get help fast. Yeah. I'll take the corner. Okay. Um, would you rather keep Patriots history exactly as it is or change the 07 Super Bowl to a win but have to change two other Super Bowl loss to a loss? And, and if so, which two? No, I, I like having the six. You like having six? Yeah. Okay. Especially because only the Steelers have, have done that. You and the Steelers are the only ones with six. Yeah. that's. A, I, I mean, if you had a perfect season. It'd at, be great. But it, it would change things. Um, but then to think that you only got one other Super Bowl from 07 to 2022. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'd rather have the the, qu- the quantity in this case. Yeah. Uh, would you rather have your head be the size of a watermelon or so, the size so of Andy a Hart. fist? Okay. Size of a watermelon mm. or size of a fist? Like that guy in Beetlejuice? Yeah. The I guess head. a watermelon, huh? Uh, yeah, because you have bigger, walk around bigger brain this. capacity. Yeah, right? yeah, I mean, either way, you're a freak. Sure. But, you know. Damn, I got a big-ass head. <laughs> <laughs> what is that from? Uh, and finally, a shout-out to Kirk Minahan. Would you rather, as a man, be registered sex offender for 10 years oh, or sake. be very short, let's say five feet tall? Well, I'm already short, so. I'd rather be short. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's, that's, a, why, that's not that's even not a, even a that's competition. Stupid. Right. 
listen to every episode. I don't remember that question. You know, one is like against the law and perverted. Right. And the other is just short. <laughs> just, right. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like the short people are like, wait yeah. a minute. Yeah. Hey. Like, what's wrong with, you know, that's kind of sh- shortest. It is. That's the shortest question. I heard something the other day about short people. It was called, um, what is it? Short King Spring, I think. Type that. See if you find that uh, online. Short Short King Spring. It's like this thing now where like women are like attracted to smaller guys. Oh yeah. Or, like uh, in the celebrity world at least. I don't know if in real in on TikTok. Is that what it is? It's a TikTok thing? Short King Spring, is that what it is? And what is it? Just people showing off that like their girlfriends are taller than them? No. Or their boyfriends are shorter than them? I don't know. I just I bet you that happens in the modeling industry a lot because the oh, models tend models. to be tall and yeah. you know then women are looking for lovers less than five eight. Oh really? There you go. Yeah. Get on that app. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? It didn't say they were looking for guys who are over forty five who are no they're looking under, for lovers. Yeah. Right. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Huh? nothing. Good for them. Wow. Uh, Brendan in Edmonton, uh, Fred. If you could attend any tennis major in person, which would be your first choice and why? I'd say Wimbledon, you know, for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, I, I We've talked about this before, though. I would love to, you know, if, if I ever become a man of leisure, I would love to take a a year and go to all four majors in the same year. So start, oh, absolutely. start in January, go to Australia, yeah. watch the Aussie Open. Yeah. Go to France in May, watch the French, go to London. Watch Wimbledon and then yep. close it out at the end of the summer in New York City. Yeah, I would. Uh, Wimbledon would be my first choice. Then the U.S. Open, mm. then the French, and then fourth Australian. Poor, poor Australia. It's so far away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, with the airlines these days, oh, you never yeah. get there. Uh, Joel writes in Schitt's Creek is my favorite show. I know Fred has mentioned it in the past. I just finished watching it again, and it's oh. just as good as the first time around. Memento is an amazing movie, and Eric should check it out. Um, my language pet peeve is when people start a sentence with, I mean, I hear Eric say it a lot, which is surprising to me. I'll a, try not to. An example is when a reporter says to a player, mm. that was a great catch, and the player says, I mean, yes, thanks. You are going to hear it all the time now. Yeah, I probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. You probably will. Yeah. No, I'm, I, if I do do that, it's, it's unintentional, so I will uh, – I'll try to be conscious of that from now on. Right. I it's not a grammar thing, but I just this two types of talking that I just can't stand is the vo- the vocal fry. Have you heard that? The, the vocal vocal fry. fry. You what know is what that? that is? No. It's like people that yeah, I know. Uh, and they end like their sentence like uh you know, like the word like Eric. It, oh. it, the, I think the Kardashians started it years ago. Really? It's, it's like a West Coast thing that a lot of women, but some men do it too. Really, you know, really, like vocal fry is uh, huh. that. That's oh, that grates on me. And then the other words, up talkers. You know, we're gonna go outside tomorrow. Oh, I can't stand that. And we're gonna do this, and especially when people are like in a business meeting and they're giving a presentation, and every sentence is up talking. It's like, are you asking me or are you telling me? You know, I, I just. I just can't stand. I mm. like. I want to correct them. It's like, hey, yeah. you, you you don't want to do that, you know. And if they start the sentence with "so" while well, they're so, doing that, that's yeah, even everybody worse. does that. But the up talking and the vocal fry are like, 
the vocal fry i've never heard that expression i i know what you're saying about it like, yeah but i don't hear people doing that that often you hear that a lot yeah people, people oh are, yeah really yeah yeah i do you know what I'm talking about, Matt? Is it exactly like what you're talking is about. it like in in exasperation? Like, no, like oh, I'm no. so tired. I just no, wanna, it's, it's 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 not. It's not tired. It's just how they how they talk. Yeah. Oh, that's bizarre. Yeah, it's it, it's a really bad effect, mm. as they say. Yeah. 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 I can I can see that would grate on me too, probably. Yeah. Like, you, get you, the gravel. Out you've of heard it. In, yeah. Yeah. In the office. Probably. Mm. Yeah. It's all over the place. On TV, it's on TV a lot. Hmm. You know, a lot of commercials, like for like um, women's products. You know, like uh, like bras or no. I'm serious. I'm being serious. Really? Yeah. Like uh, it's the best bra. You know. Oh. Oh God. Uh, now see. Now I'm gonna. Uh, now I'm probably gonna see and hear it all yeah. over the place. Yeah. But I, yeah. I had never really. I'd never heard that term yeah. before. Yeah, see, but. now everyone's gonna start emailing in. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Fred's obsession with women's no, products. Uh, Pat Nagel, Kurt Cobain started the vocal fry. Oh, I didn't know that. Really? It could be true. Um, Kurt Cobain. Yep. But may, I don't know. If, did he mean he started saying it or did he dub it the vocal fry? I don't know. Because he's dead. We can't ask yeah, him. Yeah, we can't ask him. You know? Right. <laughs> um, Kareem in Boston has a question for Eric. As a fashion guy, what's one color that you avoid wearing and your thoughts about gray on gray outfits. Gray on gray, gray outfits. Gray on gray outfits? Yeah. I'm kind of wearing a lot of gray today, actually. That's a brownish gray. No, but I mean, I have a gray undershirt. Yeah, you do. And I'm wearing like a dark gray uh, yeah. khakis. But yeah, and leather shoes from yeah. an animal. Nah. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, any color that you avoid? A color that I avoid. I couldn't see you in orange. I have some orange stuff, but it's yeah. more like I, I would wear that like in the fall. Okay. Or maybe... Like if I have an orange T-shirt, I'll wear that in the in the summertime, yeah. like at the beach or something. Yeah. But yeah. Um, there's like a puke color green. Yeah, like, like green is my favorite color, but it has to be like like the green that the Celtics wear, like Kelly green or emer emerald green, that shade. But like a a pukey color. You see, some cars are like this color. Like it's just yeah. vomit looking green. Yeah, I will not wear that. Well, when I was a kid growing up, like a, a boy would never be seen wearing pink. Oh, well, we live but, in different times right. now. But now you, you know, lived in the Elizabethan cool. era, right? So, oh, I remember, you know, because I went to Catholic school and you had to wear a uniform. Yeah, yeah. The only thing you could really kind of express yourself in was your shoes. Oh, I thought you meant the necktie. No, the tie had to be this that was plaid, conformist too. Green, yeah, yeah. So the shoes you could wear like different types of shoes. Could you wear sneakers with no, the uniform? You couldn't wear sneakers. Oh, couldn't wear sneakers, but you. So I we went you know you go shopping before the school year and I saw these like blue type of suede shoes. Oh, blue so, suede shoes. So I bought oh. them. First day of school, I saw these girl with the same exact shoes and I never wore them again. <laughs> did you get made fun of? No, uh, no. But I just never wore them again. Did you buy girl shoes? I or don't did, know. Or did the to girl this, buy to this day, I don't know. Really, whether or not they were. But we all went to the same mall, so mm, you know yeah. she probably. Saw, I never wore them again. You know, because <laughs> you're that insecure when you're yeah. a kid. You know. Where are you on socks? Because I know people are big into their I wear them sock on my fashion. Feet. No, yeah. I mean like the, the yeah. I'm not into like like these guys kooky designs. First, and first of all, they wear these short pants and their suits. That's another thing we can get into. Oh, I know, but it's a thing. It's hideous. I know, but they they all wear it, and then they wear these you know crazy colored socks with the short pants that don't match. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm not into it. Right. I, I really the yeah. socks have to match something in the outfit. Yeah. What what I've 
what I don't care about anymore is like white socks with dark pants. I don't care. Like, like you shouldn't. You, you probably shouldn't like, do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, like I'm wearing white socks now with black shoes, mm. and I would never have done that yeah. years ago. But now I don't care. I'm looking yeah. like Michael Jackson. Yeah, and I don't care about s- sandals and socks. It's much more comfortable and hygienic. <laughs> You're and never going to convince me on this one. And I don't care one. what anyone You're says. A, well, you don't have to. It's, but. it's, you know, don't knock it until you try it. It is much more comfortable and much more hygienic. I don't wear sandals, though. I wear flip-flops. Yeah, well, then you don't wear sa- socks with your flip-flops. But well, I've seen that in the locker room. Well, no, the slides. No, 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 no. Larry Izzo. Yeah. Remember Larry Izzo? Yeah. Izzo or Izzo? He used to wear socks, like his his game or practice socks, yep. and he would put his flip-flops on. So like, With the thong? The, the thong would stick into yeah, the into I, the, I don't like that I mean, look. Yeah. It, does, it doesn't look good. It but, also doesn't feel good. But I can see like they it's, have the slides where you, you, the you, know, slides you come are, out of practice. Yeah, that's and you different. Have, you, you just throw your slides I'm talking on. about the, the flip-flops where you have yeah. the, that little groove. No, there. I know. That, I don't it, like that ugh. look. It's like, it's like you're, you know, it's a thong. It's bizarre. For your, for your toes. Yeah, you're getting a wedgie in your toe. I don't like it. Don't care for it. Yeah. Um... Patrick follows up on his Kurt Cobain. He says, it's not a joke. He, Cobain, sustains a long vocal fry at the end of the song, Moist. Oh, I can't say that. Oh. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he was the first to do it. I, I I thought it was the Kardashians. I thought that they were the ones that kind of popularized it. Because, so, mm. you know, they, they start so many things that people copy. It's unbelievable. You know, They annoy me. I wish they would go away. Mm. Oh, God. Uh, I seconded. They, they have a new show now, I guess. I don't know. I won't be benching that. Nope. I'll tell you that. All right. I, I got to get going. Yep. I got a meeting. Yep. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a good weekend. Full staff next week, I believe. Uh, no? no. You're I gone? Think, no, no. I think oh, those guys, still gone. This, both of them are still gone. I think it's you and me on Tuesday right, as well. well. But we have, we'll have we have a new addition to the show. Oh, okay. And we'll, we'll save that. That'll be um, a guest. Not a guest, but uh, – oh, I almost gave it away. We'll have a new person uh, regularly on the show starting on Tuesday. Okay. So talk to you then. See you next Tuesday. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.